CBS Monday. NCIS! Here's where we can see them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. Double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Finally, finally, we got here. Walk into paradise. And all new crimes to be solved. If you're watching this, I've been arrested. What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii, Monday, starting at 9, 8 central, on CBS, and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. New CBS Monday. Federal agents! Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. About to set it up! New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, you got it. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we have returned from a very mini little break in Vegas. And there were basketball players all over the place, NBA. There were people throwing stuff out of windows. People throwing things out of palace. windows. That was not me. We had a couple good meals. Kids got to play and swim. and We lost $20 million. Oh, yeah. We'll get it back, though. So many dollars. Uh, I think it was $20 <laughs> total. Yes. We don't really gamble that much. But um, as promised, at the beginning of summer, I have been bugging Jason. We are going to be doing... Football position breakdown. I said, I said, Shelby, I don't want to do a podcast tonight. She said, Jason, I don't really give a shit. Exactly, because I work for the people, and the people want podcasts. Jason's rolling his eyes at me <laughs> right now. Anyway, we're here to break down the quarterbacks, because that's like the number one position. Yes, we're going to do stop. all the positions. All of starting them. Starting with quarterback. Yes. So, here we go. What are your expectations for Jaden Delora this season? Uh, I expect him to have a better season than last season. And I thought he played relatively well last season. I, I think the biggest thing for me with Jaden Delora is that he needs to find a way uh, to be more consistent. Because there were times where he looked awesome. Um, you know, you take a look at some of his numbers and... You know, San Diego State, he opens the season 300 yards, four touchdowns, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, but then the next week against Mississippi State, uh, he was terrible. I mean, he was awful. Three picks. He has that pick that almost went viral where he just kind of threw the ball down the field. Um, then he plays relatively well for a few weeks, and then against Colorado, he goes crazy. Then he struggles badly against Oregon. Against Washington, he's awesome. 400 yards, four touchdowns. USC uh, plays really well. Then at USC Utah, not well. Washington State, he was horrific. Four picks. ASU, he wasn't asked to do a lot, but um, threw a pick there as well. 25 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 62% on the completion percentage. I'd like to see the completion percentage against better teams go up. Um, you know, there were some games where it was a little higher. You know, you know, 51% against Mississippi State, not good enough. 57 against Oregon, not good enough. 50 against Utah, 52 against ASU. Games like that aren't good enough. I'd like to see that go up, uh, and I'd like to see the interceptions go down. I think the biggest thing for me is the interceptions go down. Uh, he needs 
to show, and, and, and look, this has been the theme of the offseason. He has said it, and Jed Fish has said it. They're saying all the right things. He needs to be able to kind of live for another day. Um, you know, don't get that throw down the field with your eyes closed just because you want to try to make an awesome play. You know, don't be afraid to throw the ball out of bounds. Um, there are also games where he ran some, and there are games where he didn't run at all. Like North Dakota State, he ran 10 times for 50 yards. Washington, 13 for 41. He had other games where he ran 10, you know, 8, eight for 54 against USC. And then you see other games where he didn't run at all. Part of that is the opposition, and part of that was him wanting to kind of stay in the pocket or even run around a bit and make too many plays. Um, I, my expectations are just better. Like 30 touchdowns, you know, 10 interceptions, I, I think is reasonable. Uh, you know, that's five more touchdowns than last season. That's three less interceptions. I, I think with this schedule, that's a, a reasonable number to have. Um, but th that's the biggest thing for me. I, I want to see maturity. I expect maturity. I expect a more mature quarterback, a, a more mature leader, and, and uh, a more controlled Jaden Delora, I think, is the biggest thing for me. Poise. That's a great word. Um, okay. Well, is there any way he doesn't finish the season as the starter beyond injury? No. I mean, I, I, I just don't, you know, it, first of all, it might as well get, I mean, people are going to criticize me for not talking about it, but um, the, the whole legal thing, let, let's just um, keep it like that, the whole legal thing. It, could it be an issue at some point during the season? I suppose. Uh, I don't think it would be an issue from his camp necessarily. It could be, look, maybe more information gets released close to the season. I don't know. Um, I would be guessing. It's irresponsible, irresponsible for me to guess. Um, so, you know, I should have said injury and off-the-field issues. In terms of performance, I just don't see any way. You know, people last season at times wanted him to be benched per, for his performance. It absolutely never came close to that. Never. Um, you know, it, it, he would have to be pretty bad to be benched this season. Uh, and, and, and it would surprise me if he reaches that level as bad. Is there any way? I guess there's a small possibility. But, you know, as I sit here recording this on July 12th, uh, I would be really surprised if Jaden Delore at any point plays so poorly that Jed Fish gives him the hook. That good old-fashioned stage hook. Um, okay. Well, the backup quarterback is often the most popular player on the team, but what does this season hold for Noah Fafita? You know, I, I think in the I, ideal situation, you give Noah enough games and, and more snaps than, than last year, right? Again, he's not – Jed Fish isn't going to handle this like Rich Rod handled Khalil Tate and Brandon Dawkins in that situation. Oh, you'll play this drive, that drive, whatever – that's not going to happen. Uh, Noah Fita saw three action in three games last season, and they were all blowouts. The Washington game, he threw the one pass because Jaden Delora had to leave for an injury real quick. But the other game was Mississippi State, and then the other game was Utah, where Arizona lost you know, by 25 to Utah and by 22 to Mississippi State. He came in and played well in those games. He had the touchdown against Utah, um, four for eight against Mississippi State. But they have to find a way to get him more snaps. And I think the easiest way to get Noah Fafita more snaps is to win more games, right? You know, NAU, I'm assuming it'll go better than the last time they met. It better. <laughs> but that's a game where, no, you know, Arizona should be able to put NAU away early and get Noah more snaps. 
the game against Utah, uh, UTEP, sorry. I was like, Utah. The game against UTEP is similar. Noah Fafita should have more snaps this season than last, you know, than, than last season. Um, as I answered last question, I don't expect him to come in and have a huge role. I think that's next year, which we'll get to in a bit. But I expect him to run, you know, practice well, you know, be a leader, be a guy that everyone likes, be ready to step up if there is an injury and kind of get the work and get a little more experience and be ready for the following season, which is when I think he becomes the starter. But um, I don't expect a lot from Noah Fafita, but there will be some type of role for him this year, ideally. Okay. Um, what did you see from Fafita in the spring that gives you confidence in his future? Well, you know, before I, I get into that, I want to be clear. The coaching staff loves Noah Fafita. When the whole JDL off the field issues happened, I basically, I went to someone who remained nameless and I said, if the worst case scenario plays out and Noah Fafita becomes Arizona's starting quarterback, how do you feel? And, and the answer I got was, we feel awesome. Wouldn't be much of a drop off, if at all. Uh, the coaching staff loves Noah Fafita. During the spring, uh, there were some inconsistencies a little bit. Uh, he got more snaps this spring than he probably has last spring and, and all that, but um, there were days where he didn't look good, and there were days where he looked awesome. And, and I know people that watched him early on in the spring and thought there were times where he looked better than Jane and Delora. Um, at no point, again, was he going to overtake Delora as the starter, but there were absolutely days where he performed better or it was really close. Uh, you know, I know he's short, and that's always going to be a concern. That's not changing. He's not growing, but he handles it very well. Um, there were a few plays that we saw throughout the spring where he got the ball batted down at the line. But he also does a nice job of getting out of the pocket or finding angles where it's not a consistent issue. Um, there have been shorter quarterbacks that have succeeded and gone to the NFL or, you know, which is the main goal. And for Arizona fans, at least, been really good at in college as a shorter quarterback. There's plenty of examples of guys that have done that. This is Sandra Oreda from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golasso Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAF W Gold Cup, where the U.S. women's national team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the winter transfer window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more, Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download, follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third. Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam, with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here. Um, I like Fafita as a leader. 
He is a great kid. I've never, literally never heard anyone say anything bad about him. He's vocal. He runs the offense very well. He generally knows when to try to make a play and not make a play. Um, there's things that Jaden Delora does better than him right now, and a lot of that is experience-related. But, again, if JDL goes down or we're talking two seasons from now, um, I think Noah Fafita is going to have a very successful college career. Uh, I just think that he handles the position well, and I think he's good. I think some people can't get over his height, which is a shame because um, forget his height. He's, he's just a legitimately good quarterback. And a good kid. Yeah. So there you go. Um, all right. Well, Braden Dorman came in highly regarded. He is unlikely to play this season, but what are your initial thoughts on him? Yeah, he's not playing this season. Yeah, if he does that, I mean, we're talking worst case, worst case scenario, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, the first thing that, that sticks out about him is he is a very large human being. Like, he is a legit 6'5". Um, you know, he looks different than Jaden Delora and Noah Fafita in pretty much every way. Uh, his, his release, his frame, his hands. He's got to add a little more weight. He's a little skinny right now. Um, you know, and, and there were times where he got, he, he tried to push a little too much. But when that ball was coming out of his hands that we saw in the limited action, like he would usually get a series during the practice where he'd run scout team or stuff like that. Um, he was good. Like I, you know, he is he is legitimately uh, Im impressive as a player. Um, you know, we asked Jimmy Doherty about him, and and the one thing that Jimmy Doherty, the Arizona's quarterback coach, said was that um, Braden Dorman picked up things pretty fast. Uh, you know, and and something that really got me is quote: He's a kid that's unflappable. Has this cool way about him. Really smart. Worked really hard in the classroom to learn the offense. A lot of arm talent, can throw with velocity, can throw with touch, make all the different kind of throws we ask him to do. Again, he's got to get stronger. That's the very clear issue. He's got to get better condition, but that's normal with, with a true freshman. But he can make all the throws. Arm strength, velocity, um, the pure size in the pocket, those things are not a question. I think if he gets stronger, um, you know, he, he's a guy where he's sky's the limit type of deal. Like he has a, a chance to be a very good Pac-12 quarterback and whatever quarterback you know I'm assuming Fafita finishes out his career dormant stays and all that whatever quarterback Arizona lands in this class which is probably at this point DeMond Williams um, don't assume that like if Arizona lands DeMond Williams he's going to step in and and start when Fafita leaves because Dorman's going to have experience and, and Dorman to me um, when you look at him and compare him to a lot of quarterbacks like when you are drawing your quarterback and you're saying this is what I want them to look like it looks like Braden Dorman just a little bit stronger. What about his football IQ? Like IQ? Smart kid. Smart, I mean, smart. And, and works his butt off. Like, he really does understand the offense. He looked comfortable. He didn't have any plays where, like, he threw it one direction and his receiver was going the other direction, which is pretty common for a freshman. Like, it happens where you get on different angles and wavelengths and all that. I, I really honestly don't recall seeing that from Dorman. Nice. All right. Well, that's promising. Um, you said on the message board that you expect this to be JDL's last season. Why is that? Yeah, so to me, there's two scenarios here. Number one, he has an awesome season. Very similar to Azulis to Bellis, where, okay, I had a really good season, but what am I going back to college for? I, you know, Jaden Delora isn't growing. Jaden Delora's arm strength may be getting a little better, but it's not going to be miraculous. 
he kind of is what he is a little bit. He can cut down the turnovers and all that. But after this season, I mean, he is what he is. Coming back to college isn't going to make him a first-round draft pick. So eventually, you have to say to yourself, okay, it's time to start my professional career, whatever that may look like. Whether that's in Canada, Europe, the NFL, whatever that may look like. Or the season just doesn't go well enough for him, and the coaching staff says, you know what? We've, we've reached our ceiling with Jaden. We're going to go with Noah. Those are the two scenarios I see. You know, someone on the board goes, well, what if Jaden Delora throws for 40 touchdowns and six picks? Then he's gone. What would be the point of him coming back? And if he throws for 22 touchdowns and 15 picks, why would you want him back? Right. Right? I, I just think that those are the two scenarios. I, and internally, I mean, they, they're not going to come out and say this, but I think the coaching staff is kind of, approaching the season as if it is Jaden's last season. Um, anything can happen, but I, I would be surprised if after this season, Jaden announces that he's coming back to Arizona. It could be the transfer portal. It could be whatever. Um, I would just be really surprised if Jaden has two more years as Arizona's quarterback. Yeah, but it might not be a bad thing. You know. Oh, I don't think it's a bad thing Experienced quarterback, never a bad thing. Um, but hopefully it's scenario one, and we have an awesome season. And we go to a bowl game, and then he gets to end on a high note, and then he goes off and into the sunset, like all quarterbacks do. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, look, and, and, and if Arizona wins eight games and Jaden Delora <laughs> leads them to a bowl game, uh, you know, what more? Again, like, you, you look, again, it, it, the comparison I make is Azulis. Like, a lot of people think Azulis was dumb for going to the NBA. He's not an NBA player. But him going back to college – Still wouldn't have made him an NBA player. Right. There's no ROI for him to come back. All to you're Arizona. doing is you're you're taking a year away from your professional career, wherever it may be. And you also are opening yourself up to getting hurt, and you know, kind of decreasing your value in general. So, we'll see. But football season's close, y'all. Practice this starts. This is in, exciting. We don't have a day yet, but I assume less than a month football practice starts. It's going to be very exciting. I'm excited. I can't decide which game I'm going to watch in the stands as a fan. Yeah, so Shelby will probably be covering it as press with me I'll again. be in the press. But you let her know. Which game do you want her to get arrested at? Probably UCLA. I might as well go down swinging. I, I mean, literally swinging. <laughs> literally. Out of UCLA. Out of UCLA. Yeah. No, we don't do that figure. No. no. Literally kidding. swinging. No, I, I only got salty at the Arizona basketball game in, in Las Vegas because those uh, Indiana fans were, were using not nice things. And, and I saying, hope Michigan State fans are They were saying too. very mean things about Umar Balo and inappropriate language. And I and several other Arizona fans in our section were uh, were up in arms about it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Which Shelby will attend that game, whichever I think UCLA. Anyway. Anyway. We'll uh yeah, we'll have another podcast not this week. We'll have a, a few next week. We'll keep on doing this series. Breaking I'm down. going to a Don Tolliver concert. I know. Look at Thursday you. Thursday night with Father my daughter. Father of the Year taking a roar to see Don Tolliver. I'm uh, I'm very I don't know any Don Tolliver songs. I listen to rap all the time. I'm just not very into Don Tolliver, but hey. I'm sure you're going to Anytime you could buy concert tickets and $50 t-shirts and Oh yeah. Do it. Well, how much? How much do you think the drinks are going to be? Anytime you can get a fifteen dollar beer at a Don Tolliver concert, <laughs> gosh darn it! But only for you, not for Aurora. I'm talking fifteen dollar like Coke or something for her. But we'll find out. Um, as we are finishing the podcast, Michael Lucas t- 
texting Jason I agree with Michael furiously. Luke. Ed Orgeron to Northwestern would be the single greatest thing that college football has ever seen, but it won't happen. Yeah, probably not. That's okay. We'll continue to back the A for Michael Luke. Yeah. And uh, bear down. Bear down, everyone. When we were in the lobby at area, I, I stood by Catch-22 hoping to see Britney Spears. Ray Allen walked by and dissed a kid who asked for an autograph. And my daughter said, who's Ray Allen? And I felt really old because she actually knows a lot of basketball players. Aw, babe. Do, and my oldest one is starting high school. So if I become depressed on the following podcast, you guys know why. Wow, that was very uplifting. Thanks. You're Thanks. turning into your mother. Let me tell you about this double murder that happened. <laughs> I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.